And we're live. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect and vanity, because I just like to hear myself talk. Nobody likes to listen to their voice. I just like to talk. I actually really do. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host, of course. I am known as Shujin Tribble, pretty much everywhere under that name. You can find me anywhere. S-H-U-J-I-N. Hi, it's good to be with you. Let me go ahead and introduce you, everybody, because, uh, well, there, there's stuff. Uh, there's there's always stuff, but there's stuff. From the Midwest of the U.S., Bridget, good evening. Good evening. From just off the coast of, um, I, I don't know, where where there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of hooey going on right about now. That's, that's, the, that's the technical term for it. Unreadowed Tech, good morning. <laughs> good morning to you, too. And over the pond to Paris, France, Joseph, good morning. Bonjour. It's good to be back with you all. So, a couple of quick things. Uh, item number one, it is my birthday week. Yes. For those of you that got to see it, thank you very much. Yes, I have uh, I have surpassed, and I am now 39 years old. I'm very proud to be able to say that. I'm I'm. It's a wonderful thing to be able to do that yet again. So Wait a second. Hmm. We're in 2002 again? So it's nice to be 39. It's it's a wonderful age. It's it's so pretty. It's all it needs is just to be buffed out every once in a while. I mean, it's it's a shame to get rid of it. It's such a it's such a, a good-looking piece on me. Don't you think? Well, speaking from experience, uh <clears throat> An iron from time to time helps a bit too. That's entirely possible. Yes, and because I because I know for well there are going to be some people who are just like, oh, he's so vain. No, I'm vain be, uh, because I like to talk. I'm not vain about my age. I was born in 1969, so I am of an age where I still, although I don't have working memory, I have some kind of memory maybe, of a time before man set foot on another world. So there's that. So yes, I am now a whopping 53 years old. Ooh, oh me. To, uh, to paraphrase a very famous doctor, what's so troublesome about not having died? To so paraphrase, to, to, to quote an old man, or paraphrase an old man, you're not dead yet. Nope. Nope. And I've said it before. I intend to live forever or die trying. But you can't go for a walk now. Sorry. Well, it's it's dark and we're doing a show. So, no, no. I, I, no, that's I what flashlights are for. But we're doing a show is the point. Yeah. That's a good point. So, of course, as always, everybody, thank you for joining us. Sorry about that. If you join us live, as some folks have, you can, of course, join us over in the live chat over there. So, Stephanie. Poor, poor bastards. <laughs> Stephanie, welcome back. Steve, hello. Hope that you guys are uh, taking very good care of yourselves. Uh, and uh, I told the guys just uh, just a little bit before we count to air that I had to spend a bit of money this week because uh, the heater on my house died. As a matter of fact, it had died uh, sort of. 
a couple of weeks ago, although I nobody really noticed it. There's a way of knowing if you watch the video, but that's a whole other thing for later. So I uh, I spent part of my birthday getting a, a new heater installed in the house. Yay! On the bright side, um, it's uh, it, it's a very nice model. It does what it's supposed to do, and um, you know I got almost twenty years of life out of the one that I had, which is pretty much what you'd expect anyway. So you know what it is is what it is. So, nominally, I would have been tasting uh, another beer. And being that it is my birth week, I decided that, you know, I, I was kind of debating, do I do another beer or do I get some wine? Bridget, apparently, being the lush in the group, said, oh, you should just get some wine. Okay, you know what? That's fine. Uh, what? I, however, decided against my usual wine and i'm a little i'm a little disappointed that uh, that um Felis isn't in there because i am finally breaking open uh saint chapelle soft white chateau series that she had sent me uh i don't remember when i think it was last year i had just never broke it open and i've been very behind in my wine drinking for a while, so I figured, you know what, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do this, uh, and maybe she will show up. Um, I don't know, but uh, at least I know for well that um, I finally get the chance to try it out, which is fine by me. Remember, don't lick the cork; that's very bad manners. Although smelling the cork is okay, that smells pretty nice. All right. I am very much a um Okay. Hi. I I'm very much a, a white wine kind of guy. I don't particularly care for red wines even if you are supposed to be pairing it with a a specific dinner whatever. If there's one thing that uh, that I learned and again reminding all of you a good wine is a wine that you will want to drink again. Doesn't matter how much it costs. Doesn't matter who it comes from. If you like it, that is good wine. So keep that in mind. So I've uh, I've, I've decided my my wine pairing for tonight is the uh, ceramic uh, dragon uh, flagon that I've got here. I don't know what qualifies. I don't know what qualifies as a flagon versus a, a anything else, but um, at least I've got this to work off of, and I have no intention of drinking the entire bottle. Thank you very much. One cup is all. Not like By that way, one time. Flagons are usually reserved for wines or ciders. Steins are usually reserved for beer. Ah, there you go. And Phyllis, there you are. Yes, Hutton, I'm finally drinking, I'm finally drinking your wine. So thank you for that. And sometimes there's uh, differences based on the material, like a stein and a tanker. Tankered could both be used for beer, but one might be made out of glass and the other might be is made, traditionally made out of ceramics. So, okay. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's just a material uh, thing. It's, it's kind of like, you know, when you work with IT, we have 
different words for the same things, but they have different context behind it, different connotations. Maybe it has to do with uh, the voltage that can run through it or, you know, what purpose is actually truly designed for versus what you can MacGyver it into. Kind of the same way that you've got um, Twisted Pair for telephone service, but you can also use Twisted Pair for ISDN. Exactly. Not that anybody really knows what I'm talking about anymore, but those of you that do. Uh, yeah, some of us do. Those I, of you that I know- cut my I cut my teeth on a 4800 baud modem. I know what we're talking about. There you go. Those of you that uh, know what I'm talking about, you're my Rockwell chipset folks. Yeah. <laughs> That's about as uber nerd as I'm going to get tonight. <laughs> <laughs> my age is showing. <laughs> mm. It's not bad. It's a little, um, I don't know. I think it's, I think it's a little, um, I think it's a little thin on taste for some reason for me, but, um, you know, we'll get some time and, uh, and see what plays out of that. And, uh, I, I will only because it's my birthday. I'm going to indulge in one very short tech story. Very, very short to show you how much I absolutely adore Technical support in the age of dial-up internet service for Windows. There was one day. I don't remember what day it was. I don't remember what year it was. doesn't matter. There was one day where people who had 56K modems could not connect to our services at all. It would try. It would try. It would try. Disconnect. Fail. Over and over and over again. And they called us because I was on the tech support line. And they were trying to figure out what in the hell's going on. Don't know. Everything's looking fine on our side. Some people are having a problem. Some people aren't. Okay. So we went looking. And we found all of the initialization protocols for the modems. And we told them, okay, try this. And we kept dumbing them down, dumbing them down. 56K, okay. K-Flex, take that out, 56K, whatever, the, whatever. We finally dumbed it down to, you know, a nice, even 33-3 connection. People were not very happy about that, but, you know, 33 is better than zero. So, okay. So, we got people doing that. And then we went and got information from them and started to do research. The guy that was working with me, the the younger guy that was working with me, found it. The common denominator were, these were all what were referred to as soft or win modems. They had only just enough smarts on the PC card that it would pick up the phone line, decode and encode audio, but very little else. And everything else was done through the driver in Windows. For whatever reason, the driver in Windows broke for all of these people because of the date. We never found out why. All we knew, the common denominator, was set your modem Take all of the instructions that we just did with you for your modem. Take those out. Set the clock on your computer back one month. Reconnect. If you connect at 56K, 
go to your modem manufacturer and get a new driver. 100% success rate. This is why I have never trusted Microsoft Windows and their driver scheme ever since. For those of you that know what I'm talking about, you're all wincing really hard right now. For those of you that aren't, trust me when I say this is just damn stupid. So there's my indulgence for this year. <laughs> In any case, let's go ahead and get everything rolling for you. I have an update for you on Rafe Badawi, which is um, concerning to all of us. And then we'll have the horrible scopes and we'll kind of run from there. So with five minutes on the clock for you guys for tonight, your five minute freestyle starts right now. Obsolescence. Well, I was talking about uh, earlier that, you know, my, my, my house heater, you know, the technical term is such is life. You know, things, things break after a while. It, it is just the way that it is. And, you know, there are a lot of us that have subscribed to the problem of planned obsolescence, engineered obsolescence, where you know full well that device is just going to break because it's designed to break after a certain amount of time. Well, um, you know, funny part about that, there is some truth to that, but also not. The running joke was the advertisement for the Maytag man. You know, he'd never have to go out on a service call because Maytag designed really, really good products that did not break down. And, you know, for the most part, most products, I think it's safe to say, are also designed the same way. They're designed not to break down, but inherently they will. And you have to know that. When I was doing the whole ham radio thing, I learned something that was really important because you had two schools of thought. You had the solid state stuff and you had the vacuum tube stuff. Vacuum tubes, they will, they will run and they will run and they will degrade over time and you'll be able to notice it because things will not peak the way that they're supposed to. Things will heat up too much. Things will have the wrong color, literally. Versus the solid state stuff where you turn it on and nothing happens. As a guy put it for me, it's either freaking on or it's freaking off. There's no in between. Well, the stuff that we get now, especially the big stuff, house heaters, for instance, you know, they are much more analog than we give them credit for. And it's one of those things where you really don't think about it. If you took high school chemistry and you had to play around with Bunsen burners, you were probably told you want a blue flame, period. Anything else is just bad and it's a waste. But they don't really give you all the ins and outs as to what happens when that happens. A blue flame with a Bunsen burner is... Well, it's very good for a number of reasons, not the least of which is you're getting as much combustion as you can out of the fuel and air mixture. If you're getting an orange, it's cooler. It's, well, 
it's much less efficient. Matter of fact, if you watched long enough, you would end up seeing that you would end up getting black soot building up on whatever you were heating up. That's what happens when you're out there and you're using wood fireplaces. You'll see the soot start to build up. That's part of the reason why you're supposed to have your chimney serviced every once in a while. But my particular case, 20 years of use. You know, throwing super hot gases into uh, into a combustion chamber, you know, after a while, yeah, it's, it's, it's going to break. And that goes for pretty much anything. It goes for pretty much everyone. Everything breaks down. It's just an inevitability of, well, existence. And yet it happens with us, too. Now that I've turned, well, a little over 39 now, I... Every once in a while, I kind of wonder, well, what's it going to be like when I've finally outlived myself? Not that that's really possible. When is it my time where my actual obsolescence finally happens? When, when I finally break down for the last time? What's that going to be like? You know what? I don't know. And truth be told, I'm not really going to think very hard on it. Because I've done what I've wanted to do. I've served my purpose. I've helped people. I've helped my son. And I've inspired more people than I can count or that I can recall. Does that make me obsolete? I don't care. I fulfilled my purpose. Because that's what I wanted And if anybody wants to put something more on me, go right ahead. It doesn't matter. It just won't matter. This is episode 352 on the docket, Your Honor. Wake up. You're late. I know the whole woke culture and and the the cancel culture and the, the whole everybody is all upset about... Things like, well, Dr. Seuss's portrayals of stuff and the Muppets getting warnings on them and Disney movies being removed from rotation because, well, there's a lot of different reasons why. So we're going to kind of dabble into some of that because I'm pretty sure there are going to be a lot of different pieces that are going to come into play. And I got a number of them in my head, too. And for good or for ill, kind of got Bridget to thank for this one tonight. She kind of uh, inspired me for some stuff. And uh, because as she told me uh, real quickly on Discord earlier, yeah, I saw Pepe Le Pew was trending. So kind of thought this might be interesting. I'm paraphrasing just a little bit there. But it should prove uh, it should still prove to be interesting. (laughs) Okay, so you're welcome. Yes, you're welcome. <laughs> so, uh, as far as to the information on Rafe Badawi, the there is nothing directly from Rafe's uh, Twitter timeline of of Rafe's own posting, even though he's not the one posting it. It's you know being done for him, but there is a retweet that came through, 
from uh, someone who was writing in German. And uh, forgive me, I'm, I'm not going to pull it up right now. But uh, we, we, we collectively kind of went through it to try to figure out a little bit better about it. Because it's in German, uh, Joseph kind of speaks German. Uh, Bridget knows somebody who is also, you know, German literate. And, you know, collectively, we kind of got the feeling of it all. And uh, again, kind of paraphrasing that apparently the government in Saudi Arabia is reinvestigating Rafe and his wife for, I think the, the, the kindest way of putting it is for basically being shitsters as far as the government is concerned, for making the government look bad or making them butthurt or whatever terminology you want to use for it. It's a really, it's really kind of weird because, I mean, he's already serving a sentence and his wife isn't in Saudi Arabia. So kind of part of it makes sense. Part of it doesn't. Part of it is like, guys, really, you're going to kick a man when he's already down and you caused it in the first place. So, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of, we're kind of in a, in a little bit of a point where it doesn't really seem to make sense other than spite. So, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait and see how this plays out. It's, it's annoying to put it mildly. With that in mind, however, as of the recording of tonight's show, since he's not yet been released, it has now been eight years, eight months, 18 days since Rafe was unjustly incarcerated for thought crimes. Our hopes are thoughts are still with you and your family. We are still pulling and we're still waiting. So with that, let's go ahead and get over the horrible scopes and then we can actually uh, talk about Lola Bunny and Pepe Le Pew and, and various other things. Because this should prove to be interesting. So... For those of you that know what your astrological signs are, cool. Those of you that don't, just make it up as you go along. Doesn't really much matter. It's it's going to be all kinds of fun. So you, you didn't bribe us last week, so you, you get what you paid for. I'll get you rolling over here. Aries, we congratulate you on taking continuing education classes from your local college. Even more so, Debate Philosophies and Mechanics 103. It's pretty challenging stuff. Word of advice for you. Crying is not a valid argument in debate classes. Taurus. Oh, Taurus, you claim you are the type A personality personified. But we know you better than that. Calm yourself, uncork the wine, slice up some tiramisu cake, and put on the DVD set of Will and Grace. Self-care is the way to go tonight. A little, a little piece about this, by the way. I, this was inspired because I bought myself a tiramisu cake. The serving, the number of servings on the tiramisu cake, reminding you that it's a round cake, is nine. How the hell are you supposed to cut a round cake into nine pieces? You sadists. The, the serving size is a lie. Yeah. It's meant for two. 
Yeah, as somebody else pointed out to me, you do realize that one one cake is also one serving. So mm, that's true too. <laughs> Tech, over to you, <laughs> Gemini. Telling people that your personality type is, I'll be your friend, but I'll also stab you in a public forum will not end well at your trial. Hold off on such statements until after the trial. Oh. Oh, Seth. Yes, Cancer Moonchild. You know that one person you work with who loves... What? Okay. You know that one person you work with who loves Star Trek? Leave an official-looking memo on their desk telling them that they will be challenged for their job position in accordance with Klingon traditions. Make sure it's in Klingon, too. If it's the boss, better be ready to run the company. I'm hoping that one makes its way over to Callie because, well, <laughs> Callie. Leo, you like your coffee straight out of the bag, poured into a bowl, covered in milk, and eaten like cereal. There's nothing wrong with that exactly. Just that you need to accept responsibility when somebody tells you that there's something in your teeth. That someone is your dentist. They're allowed to tell you this. Yeah, so is your hygienist. Just saying. It's true. Virgo, put down the phone. That is not a rabid squirrel you see. That's just snow on its little face. It's still winter until the 20th, so relax. And if you want to have some fun, buy some apples, inject them with rum, wait three days, then toss them outside and watch the little critters stumble around. Virgo, don't do that, please. Leave the poor little critters alone. It's like fun. It is fun. No, 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 no. Anybody listening, don't do it. Libra. (laughs) Since you bought a snorkel kit for last week's job, Libra. How about you invest in a wetsuit and become a golf ball diver? There's a joke there. Being that spring is right around the corner, might as well clean out those water traps, right? And remember, if you're getting cold, just pee in the wetsuit to warm yourself up. That is the accepted way to warm yourself up when you're when you're swimming with a with a wetsuit in the ocean. Scorpio. <sighs> We know you badly want to light something on fire or break some expensive objects or insult some random little kid. Don't do it. Knowing how you are, you'll end up doing at least one of those things by accident later. Sagittarius, we told you last time, didn't we, Sagittarius? We told you not to watch the Mythbuster segment on earwax candles. But did you listen to us? No. So, you decided to try it out for yourself and make your own to see what it was like. You want to do these experiments? Fine. But asking friends if you can get earwax from their dogs is just pushing the few people who like you away. Record. What do foxes and hamsters have in common? A request-only train station stop. You think you don't understand, but you do. Sleep on it while cuddled up with a stuffed snake and lion, and it'll come to you. You know, there's a bunch of people who have absolutely no idea what the connection is on that one, and maybe if they ask, I'll explain. 
I know just because I listened to the show the other night mm-hmm. where you explained it. <laughs> Aquarius, until your first coffee hit, you do nothing but piss everyone. Uh, uh, piss off everyone you come in contact with. Almost became a different theme. Get a name tag that says, hi, my name is... And, and don't put Slim Shady on it. And fill it in with, none of your business until Mr. Coffee is done pouring his hot, delicious goodness down my throat. Don't know if you'll be able to fit that on the sticker, but hey, you tried to warn them, right? Right here, just a second. Pisces. <laughs> <laughs> Waffles are, objectively, better than pancakes. Drizzle syrup or honey on them. Oh, God. Uh, and they sit in little pockets. Pancakes need to be sliced to place first to get to the same measure of syrup infusion. This should finally explain to you the smooth brain, wrinkled brain insult kids are using today. So go out there and get wrinkled. Oh, that's right. It's your birthday this month. So those wrinkles are just you getting older, not smarter. Sorry. And those are your horrible scopes for this week. Please remember... Uh, always you look for the union label, no backseats, uh, no returns, and uh, 15% restocking fee if we do. And, you know, if you didn't like them, you can always bribe us for next time. Or yeah, maybe we, not. We, we do a uh, Patreon account. Yeah, we do. And money will be more than happily sent over uh, Dallin's way because, well. He could use it. Yeah, he could use it. And let, let's face it, he does more than his fair share in a lot of ways, so. He's a good guy. We we still love our audio, bitch. That's true. That's very true. We wouldn't be here were it not for him. Sometimes. Anyway. So let's go ahead and talk a little bit about this topic, because, wow, you know, things change over time. And I think I want to start off with the idea that well, Dallin is one of those people who has said on occasion uh, that, and and I'm I'm not ragging on him. That cancel culture, and it, forgive me, it should come across sounding like I've put in scare quotes on this one. Cancel culture is basically just stupid, and people are just too thin-skinned and need to just get the hell over themselves. And I get that. But what I want to go with for a couple of seconds for people to kind of appreciate is we also grew up in the time when that was normal and was considered normalized. No, sorry. After the fact, it was considered normalized. For us in the day, it was normal and accepted. And with hindsight, it is seen to have not been as good as we thought it was at the time because we did not have the understanding in the moment of what we were actually dealing with. And that's part of the reason why things like the, uh, uh, the Pepe Le Pew now is very cringy and very, um, Kinda rapey, not exactly, but you you, you you know where I'm going on that. And you know there are things like um, which was it in particular the Aristocats. 
I heard some people who were very unhappy that the Aristocats uh, have been pulled from uh, Disney. And somebody had actually asked, well, you know, what, what was so bad about it? The Siamese cats. Not just the fact that, you know, they were very stereotypical. Um, uh, I, I don't know the, the right way of putting it. Uh, stereotypically um, racist, Asian, Chinese looking, but also referring to them as Siamese. Well, yes, there was Siam at the time, but, you know, what's the expression the kids use all these days? It didn't age well. So, yeah, we're we're dealing now with, you know, hindsight. With new eyes who didn't grow up with it, who are now basically saying, uh, guys, this wasn't re- <laughs> this isn't cool. And you should have known that. And maybe some of us did and some of us didn't. But for the most part. The beautiful part about today is this, as I put in the show notes, this uh, this world marketplace of ideas traveling at the speed of light is now faster than ever. And I kind of get the funny feeling that the people who are really railing against this stuff are the ones who really don't want to make that right hand turn at Albuquerque in order to change things a hell of a lot faster than we have before. And yes, there's a there's another Mel Blanc reference for everybody. I was going to say you can't have too many Mel Blanc uh, references, but uh, no, that's 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 not true. You can. It's just really hard to find. So, who wants to play around with this topic tonight, Bridget? Since you called me on the carpet, and, <laughs> and this is my fourth one, um, I will bring up the Pepe Le Pew. Because I have a, a few things that I can say on that. Um, you know, I used to watch it whenever it came on. It was one of my favorites at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, but I'm a little bit older than you are and didn't really think too much about it. I mean, I thought it was funny at the time, but it also gave me a really bad stereotypical idea of French men. And so here I am now co-hosting a show with a male from, well, from, you know, Canada living in France that I don't feel cringy about him anymore. But when I was 16 years old at my first summer job during school, um, you know, there was a group of people from France who, you know, came to visit where I was working and, uh, a boy, probably about 17, 18 years old, you know, close to my age, was talking to me. He was from France, and I was just terrified of him because I had this, you know, stereotype in my head of, you know, these, you know, French men will push themselves all over women, whether you want them to or not, and just felt scared of him. And then, you know, a, a, another part of this, too, is we were, you know, brought up during a time where, you know, men would, you know, push you and the women would say no and they would keep coming on to you and no never really meant no. And so I go back and look at some of these clips now and I'm like, oh, wow, that is really cringy. 
Um, yeah, because the poor cat, you know, couldn't get away from Pepe Le Pew and he kept going after her over and over again. And then there was a, you know, clip on there that I had forgotten about where, you know, she finally gets away from him and then he pulls out a gun and threatens to kill himself to try to get her to feel sorry for him. And so she starts panicking to go check out and see if he's okay. And then he's like, oh, you're back in my arms, baby. But it was just a, a trick to make her feel guilty. I'll have to find that for you because you look surprised. Yeah, that one doesn't. Yeah. Okay, but- I, I, I will admit, the last time that I can vaguely remember having watched any of uh, Pippi Le Pew's shorts uh-huh. was in the 70s when it was the Bugs Bunner Bugs Bunny Roadrunner Road Show. Runner hour. Yeah. Yeah, in in the uh in the 70s. Um those were uh those were rerun clips from mm-hmm. what were the movie uh the movie shorts uh reminding everybody that uh, Pepe was originally uh, was originally shown in 1945. So, as you can probably imagine, the stereotypes for Pepe and for uh, you know several of the other uh, Warner Brothers characters were from that era, you know, right the end of World War II. So you know, some of the stuff was um, still quite um, derogatory because remember, you know, there there were still things like you know, uh, you know. Uh, Go get, go get the Japs. Go get the Gooks. Uh, you know, get yourself a Jerry. You know, I mean, I am, I am using this terminology again, reminding you because that's how they spoke about it in the day. And if you're not cringing a little bit at this point, um, yeah, I am. I don't like. Okay, let me. Let me make sure that I get this out there. I've had to say this a couple of times because there are times where I have used terminology where out of context, people would probably be all over my ass for it. And out of context, rightly so. I have talked about, I've talked, I have used like serious racial epitaphs on the show because I was making the point of what was said in the time. And that is the only, ever, the only reason I would ever use something like that. Truly, honest and truly. And it makes me squirm to even think about the times that I've had to do it. And I say have to because if you steer away from and if you completely sanitize the whole damn thing, you can't learn anything from it. It's one of the things that I ended up learning from uh, from Ishmael Brown from uh, Angry Black Ram. May he rest in power. He's the one who told me, no, nah, man, you use the word, because if you don't, what the hell is anybody going to actually take from it? Okay. So, World War II, going into it, for the Americans especially, there was a lot of really uncomfortable portrayals, stereotypes of the enemy. It's not really hard to find them. Donald Duck uh, worked with the Germans in a dream sequence, I think it was, and, you know, the stereotypes of the World War II fascist Nazi Germans, the 
old time radio bits even had uh, stuff where the Japanese or the Germans were portrayed in very unflattering terms. So yeah, in this case, the highly amorous or others might say really clingy character in the time was considered funny. And I will admit, even the seventies, you know, I thought for the most part, it was funny because, you know, it was played off as a gag, but hindsight, you know, doing a little empathy kind of makes you go, I don't think I'd want somebody doing that to me. So, yeah. So it was Pepe Le Pew, uh, Penelope Pussycat was the, uh, uh, the lovely, uh, uh, the lovely cat that was always having to deal with him. And well, yeah, Pepe trying to kill himself. Yeah, I'm trying to go back and find the clip where I saw it, but I mean, this thread just blew up so huge that I'm having a hard time finding it. But yeah, he is outside of the glass and then he just pulls this big handgun out of his, I don't know, he wasn't wearing pants. I don't know where he got it from. Oh, it's the, uh, it's the, uh, uh, um, what the hell are they called? The elephant pocket? Yeah. I think is what they refer to it as, yeah. And then puts it to the side of his head and then he pulls the trigger. And then she thinks that he's dead. So she's like freaking out and everything, trying to get out of this room that she's in to try to see if he's okay. I'm going to have to see if I can find that clip. And the, the fact of the matter is that's actually a tactic that is utilized by, exactly. by people who try to control other people. Exactly. Um, and that's exactly what it re- reminded me of. It, it is mental. Uh, it's, it's emotional and mental abuse. Um, in every sense of the word. And yeah, um, you know, there are things that we found acceptable at a certain point in time, things that we could say, things that we could do because there wasn't not only because there wasn't really any repercussion for it, but because it was accepted that that's just how things were. Like, for example, I had to explain, uh, I think I mentioned this even on one show before that. Um, it was not uncommon for my parents' generation and the generation before them that when somebody said something good or did something good to physically receive a real pat on the back or tap on the shoulder, you know, or a a, a gentle tap in the arm with a fist, you know, make like you would do a fist bump, except you do it in the arm, you know, and it's not uh, hard, you know, towards the shoulder. You know what I mean? And, um, the, my son's generation, uh, sees that as kind of unwanted, you know, if it's not from your close, close friend or close family member, you shouldn't be touching each other. And so when, you know, you see people on TV do it and everybody starts freaking out. You know, they don't understand that the person on TV comes from a generation where human physical contact was not uh, shied away from in that respect. And uh, making fun of stereotypes in cartoons was common. It was extremely common. 
And it was just how it was. Warner Brothers later on did come out and actually put out a statement about many of the cartoons that they had. Um, I actually put a, a link to the Wikipedia article uh, in there for the censored 11, which were the 11, what they considered to be the 11 worst Looney Tunes, Merry Melodies, Warner Brothers, uh, United Arts stuff. Uh, it all falls under WB uh, as extremely racist. And what they said was, is like, look, we're going to leave these out here and we're going to acknowledge these because we feel that if we don't acknowledge that this was unacceptable, that we are actually then trying to hide it. And, and they say that hiding it is worse than acknowledging the unacceptable, uh, production. And I think that's the same. And I think that's something that a lot of today's cancel culture actually does kind of forget is that they try to shut everything down, try to, make everything go away it's like look guys um and gals and other okay you didn't like something that somebody said let's have a conversation and talk about it don't just start screaming from on high making them lose their job making them lose their career making them lose their family until they have nothing left as a human being that they end up taking their own lives that's not good that is how you drive somebody into another group that welcomes them and encourages them to continue to behave as they are rather than helping them change for the better. When you shut somebody down, you're pushing them towards basically the enemy. If you want to think of it any, any kind of way, if there's a group of people out there that really do horrible things that you disagree with, they're racist or they're sexist, or they refuse to identify various gender types or, um, uh, you know, preferences and things like that. And somebody comes along and they say something that's even remotely like one of those people from that group. And rather than taking the time to say, look, what you said really hurt. Here's why. And I hope you could kind of see it from my viewpoint, you know, and, and try to understand where that other person who said the hurtful thing is coming from, because it's quite possible. They just use language that they're familiar with to convey an actual positive message, but you've, but you focused on the bad, the perceived bad word or phrase, and that's your chance to educate them to, to how to say the phrase a different way so that they're accepted by more people, yourself included. And instead, you shut them down and drive them to this horrible group over here that hates you. You are literally creating your own worst enemies. And we're seeing a lot of it. And part of that that little bit of that cancel culture, uh, because there's no way to truly quantify it, but some of it is the reason why less than half, but close to it, of America wants Trump back in office in 2024. <laughs> so think about that for a second before you shut somebody down completely and utterly for the rest of their lives. Okay? Or attempt to, anyway. What about uh, attempting to deal with their or attempting to address their clan mindedness? Because I mean, only somebody with that mentality would be pushed into uh, another quote unquote camp or clan or whatever. Well, it's really easy to get sucked into, like, say, the conservatives when Trump was in office. Um, I said something uh, amongst a, a, a group of uh, coworkers. 
and we were just we were in a relaxed environment we weren't on the clock we were just having uh you know a, a sit and bitch session over over webcams and such we were all having beer and all that and i said something and i think i i forget what exactly was that i said it doesn't really matter there were a few words that i used i could have chosen better choice words none of them were swear words or truly derogatory but they were just not the best words i could have used at the time one of the people in our group happened to be younger than me at least a decade got very upset about it and it took me what felt like forever, took me half a can of beer to get them to calm down and finally say, look, here is the context behind what I'm saying. This, that, the other thing, yada, yada, yada. You don't agree with how I said it. Fine. But when you go off the horn like that, you are telling me that whatever I have to say, whatever I am as a person doesn't matter. And if enough of you got together doing that, and then somebody else over here is going, hey, hey, tech, we heard your message. We understand. We have the same problems you do. We get yelled at by these same kinds of people. Come over here. We're not going to yell at you. We understand you. Guess what? They make me, even though they might be the wrong group for me to hang out with, they're trying to make me feel better for forget their reasoning behind it forget their goal their words are reaching me when they might not have before before somebody tried to shut me down yeah and that's... that is why cancel culture is ex it, it's it's like mob mentality it is very dangerous well that that's that was kind of my point uh, why don't we address the mob mentality that's that's an easy enough one to uh, uh, to deal with because the quote unquote cancel culture is something that has been going on far longer than most people are really going to give you know uh, thought to. Oh yeah, cancel since culture since uh, the beginning of Christianity. I mean, like you know the uh, what was that called? You know, against you know ban this, ban that, ban Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, it's just oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah! You nerds, you need you need to be quiet and stop giving correct answers to stuff. You nerd. Yeah. So let let's go back to uh, let's let's go back to the uh, the mid uh, the mid twentieth century because that's 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 stuff that we can truly appreciate where this stuff really started to happen because mass media became a thing and. That's how stuff started to uh, happen out. Dungeons and Dragons was one of the first things that come to mind for me. Because Dungeons and Dragons started in the mid-70s, really reached a, a popular point uh, roughly 10 years later in the early to mid-80s. And there were a lot, there were a lot of Christian-based organizations that went ahead and said, you're just going to go ahead and invoke demons. It's a way of pulling, um, you know, demon-based energy, you know, the evil spirits through the books. Panic, panic. That's what the... the it, well, yes. The, I mean, I, I was, I was going to get to that, but yeah. And uh, Bridget, I think that you might remember uh, almost as well as I do that there was specifically a chick track 
that addressed Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Um, I don't remember the specific track because I don't think that I got that one slid under my door, but yeah, regularly got those slid under my door. But I know even where I went to school, there were a couple of kids who played Dungeons and Dragons, which was like, oh my God, how could you do that? And I know that my school where I went actually had a few burnings where they burned Dungeons and Dragons rule set books and things like that. But they burned a lot of albums there, too, and a lot of books. Yep. And and I remember that well. And I remember when the whole, you know, backwards masking thing was all over the place. And I even bought into that. I thought that was a real thing. I was brainwashed. There were some points where backmasking was actually a real thing. We're, we're, we'll, we'll cover that in just a second, though. But um, to give you guys some idea as to how uh, how nasty the uh, the satanic panic was for the Dungeons & Dragons folks, there were the rumors that groups of people got together to go out to abandoned psych wards to go in through the the underground water and the 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 sewer uh system underneath them because they were already laid out and they could go in there with their uh with their flashlights and their grid paper and find their way through and map it out and real life play the whole dungeons and dragons things but remember if you die in the game you have to kill yourself in real life and oh my god, were their parents all freaked out about all that bullshit? Wasn't Tom one of Tom Hanks' first movies? Wasn't it about the topic or something like that? I do not know. That I, I don't know. It. But it was all about that. It was about the the satanic panic. That one I don't know. Anyway, not a very good. Not a well. <clears throat> Let's just say it wasn't Hollywood, but uh, and I think it was filmed in uh, in my hometown, if I'm not mistaken, somewhere in Canada, London, Ontario. Okay. But uh, it's a, well, they, just do a Google for it, or I'll do a Google for it. Okay. Put it in the link. All right. The rest of the uh, the rest of the Satanic Panic, uh, as was said, backmasking, which was a supposed method for encoding information, vocal information, usually in the form of commands, in reverse on records, so that in order to actually hear what was being said, you had to play the section backwards, which, by the way, on the turntables in the day, on the record players, that was a really good way of destroying your records and your record player. So that wasn't a really good idea. <laughs> but it also brought up the uh, the problem of pareidolia. Anybody want to go ahead and, uh, and uh, remind everybody what pareidolia is? That's uh, seeing or hearing patterns that aren't there. Yep. Now, the brains do that. Yeah. Now, admittedly, there were a couple of bands for a couple of songs where they actually intentionally found a way of doing that because it was funny 
to do. However, and tech knows exactly where I'm going, there is one immensely popular artist from the, well, from 1979 until present, who has made a life of musical food, who intentionally put one in one of his songs. That would be Weird Al Yankovic. <laughs> Do you remember which song it was, Tech? My Bologna? No. <laughs> no? No, no. Uh, you're, you're talking about food in recent songs? It wasn't recent. It was 84, 85? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Eat it. No. No. Yeah. I, no. No. Uh, there was fat. There was eat it. There was um, my Bologna. There was. If memory serves, it was on the in 3D album. Oh damn! I, I think I still have the cassette tape for that. You you very well <laughs> might. The tracking question is Nature Trail to Hell, which has got one of the worst fade-outs known to musical history. But I digress. He intentionally put as a backmasked item in Nature Trail to Hell, Satan Eats Cheese Whiz. No. Yes. I'm going to have to re-listen to it again because I don't remember that. Yes. When you listen, you will you will hear it. You will very, very clearly hear it because it's all... I don't know how it's really supposed to sound. I don't care. It doesn't really much matter. Oh, you found it, Joseph. Hmm. Yeah, I think Eminem did that on one of his songs, too, intentionally, and it came out sort of like, I am Eminem. Yeah, well, yeah, and Aaron, but it was in response to that. Yeah, it was in response to this whole ridiculous thing. Aaron Maiden did it, too, I think, in their Peace of Mind album. Yeah. So here's the thing. I never played that song backwards. Yeah, well, there, there's a and reason. And I never even heard about that. Yeah. When uh, when I had the opportunity of talking with um, uh, Bobby, uh, Bobby Carey when they were still doing their show, yeah, we talked about that, and man, just stuff. But yeah, there were there were a number of musical artists who, after they heard about their albums being collectively, you know, purchased and burned in in large funeral pyres of LP vinyl. The, I mean, after the fact that they were you know laughing because it's like, guys, I got my money from it anyway. Who cares? Um. There were a number of them that went ahead and said, "Yeah, let's uh, let's let's drop a little something in there, just just to drum up, you know, attention." Because wh what do they say? There's no such thing as uh, as bad publicity. Yeah, or as they would say on uh, you know Twitch streams now, and you know, join the hype train. Mm -hmm. But it turned out that most of the stuff was just it was just bullshit. Guys were looking for a, a way of padding up their uh, drumming up the FUD factor and making everybody, oh, you found this. Oh, I should be following you because you know what's going to keep me safe for um, Sky Daddy. Yep, that's how I first 
found out about it or was exposed to it, whatever you want to call it, was mm-hmm. uh, during a chapel service, I guess after it was, you know, had made it into the papers and it was all hyped up. They actually demonstrated some of what they quote unquote found in chapel service and told us what it was supposed to say and then played it backwards. Yeah. And sure enough, I heard what they told me I was supposed to hear. (laughs) Yep. And sometimes they don't have to tell you what it is. All they need to do is to put up a picture on a, on a video overhead with the words you're supposed to see, uh, the, the words that you're supposed to hear, and then they'll play it and, oh, look, it actually does kind of match up along with that. Imagine that. Yeah, that was part of my uh, indoctrination and, and uh, brainwashing that I had to go through for 12 years, five days a week, in addition to three services at church. Yeah, you want to you talk about stuff just being completely dishonest. <laughs> Oh, and completely brainwashed. I mean, I had chapel a day, every day, five days a week, plus Bible class every day. There is that. For five days a week. And then church on, you know, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night, and youth group on Thursdays and Saturdays. So, yeah, I was thoroughly indoctrinated in all that bullshit. Okay, I'm done. No, it's okay. It, it, you know, even to this day, it still drives me up a wall. Because, okay, you've got all this, uh, you've got all this stuff being, being said backwards in English, and that's supposed to be satanic and, and tapping into the, the, the spirit powers and whatnot. But yet they never talk about the possibility of, you know, bringing forth other, um, I don't know, afterlife powers by singing things in Latin. I mean, isn't that the traditional mystic? language i mean could be wrong yeah it is but um you know i was not catholic so uh you know we weren't exposed to uh latin liturgy or anything like that that would have been bad see when when you when you went ahead and you you started to refer to uh, catholics and and then you could have stopped at was not exposed to Mm mm-hmm I mean, you you could have stopped right there, but I mean that's a that's a Catholics exposing themselves to to kids. I mean that's that's a topic for another night. I think. Oh, my um, bad. Keep that one. Keep that one in later for the back pocket. Jeez. Or the front pocket. I mean, it, it depends whether it's been. There's a yeah. You know, it, if if everybody could just keep in their pants, it'd be uh, all around peaceful. Yeah. That's a, that's a that's a whole other piece right there. But um, you know the the idea of quote unquote cancel culture, I think has really gotten that rap at this point because of how rapid these changes are happening. Finally, it's no longer uh, as gradual a change in the uh, the social consciousness, but because we've got such far reach such incredibly fast reach these things can finally be noticed when they finally come up on somebody's algorithm who can finally look it over and go hey i never seen this before what the hell is this and put it out to you know 10,000 other people who can then look it over and go wow that's really shitty 
did you guys know about this? This is wrong. And they tell 10,000 friends and they tell 10,000 friends and so on and so on. And all of a sudden, there is a big handbrake emergency stop J-turn where, you know, the more, I'm not going to say the younger uh, generation, but the the more connected generations, because it's multiple, will suddenly find something that they had never known about before because they they just hadn't seen it. And all of a sudden, okay, this is wrong because, well, depends on what it is. And, and there are various objective reasons to say that. And suddenly, the older generations, we are included in that, yep. have to actually deal with the fact of, oh, shit, you know what? I never thought of it in those terms before. Wow. Yeah. I have to change the way that I've been thinking about stuff. And I need to do it quickly because, well, shit. I mean, that's, yeah. that's really what it comes down to. I think that's where the biggest problem is. The quote-unquote cancel culture is coming from the people who are much less willing to make that really hard change that's been waiting to have happen for the last, I mean, let's call it 50 years. But again, we're, we're talking about people who are scared by change. Exactly. A lot to do with uh, the uh, survive by imitation, clan mindedness, whatever you want to call it. No, you're, you're quite right. And yeah, you know, it's just the, the root of the problem. I really think we should be looking there. Because even when Bridget was talking earlier about, you know, Pepe the Pew and how cringy it made her feel, I mean, that's kind of the point, no? Because. Um, who would look at that and see that as a good thing? Not as the whole point of the, 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 the comic is that it's to make you feel cringy. It's like, that's why he was so strange as a character because, you know, what he was doing was wrong and we knew that. Mm, back at the time, not so much though. I mean, you know, Joseph, when, when I was of that age, when they were playing these on, on Saturday mornings and things, that was just an accepted part of culture is the men would pursue the women. No didn't really mean no, even if the woman said that it meant no, it was not taken as a hard no. Yeah. And, and so men would keep trying to push themselves on you even after you tell them no. And that's how you started winding up with date rapes and things like that. Because no didn't ever really mean no. And all it did was encourage the men harder. The worst part was that there were plenty of women who helped sorry. And that was normalized. Jo Joseph. Yeah, so then so that means that there were people actually accepting that as a norm at that time. Yes. 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 And I will say as someone who was roughly 10 years old at the time to me i viewed it as slapstick comedy of a sort so i didn't pick up on the the actual cringe factor i felt a little bit bad for pepe because he's trying so hard to be loved and he's just way too over the top and 
Penelope, she's trying so hard to just extract herself from this thing, but each, every time she tries, he's just magically right there. I didn't at the time, as an impressionable 10-year-old, really did not get the, this is wrong. I didn't either. This is where we're different, and I don't know why. Because when I would watch Warner Brothers, I'd be like, yay, Bugs Bunny, yay, Wile E. Coyote. Ah, crap, Pepe Le Pew's on. <laughs> I, I hated it. Pew, I, I, I loved it. <laughs> I, what I liked was the music. Oh, I didn't sure. like the fact that he was trying to force somebody else to like him. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I didn't like that. Mm-hmm. I thought some of the scenarios were amusing about how you put this wall in his way and you put this door and you put all these, you know, and you build up the wall, you cement it and everything. And he just comes tiptoeing around the side. Yeah. Okay. That's funny. But the fact that he's chasing someone who doesn't want to be around him, who does, doesn't like him, doesn't want any of this. This to me was not funny. I didn't like it. And I didn't know at the time, um, you know, the, the, I never thought of the phrase cringe factor or any of that stuff. All I knew was, is that it was like the kids, you know, some kids didn't want to play with me. They didn't like me. And there was nothing I could do about that to make them like me. Likewise, there were some kids I didn't like or, or uh, that wanted me to play with them. I didn't like them. I didn't, I didn't want to go near them. And this was a case of, you know, if I was the cat and I didn't want to play with the skunk, and the skunk keeps coming after me, I, I'm pissed. So I, I never got the, the, of course, I didn't know anything about sex then. So the, the whole male-female uh rape idea and all that fun stuff. I didn't, I didn't know any of that. And I, I say fun stuff sarcastically for those who are listening in. Um, and see, that's another case right there. If, uh, if I didn't say that I could have opened myself up potentially for somebody misunderstanding when I said fun stuff, uh, for cancel culture. So I said, Oh, he thinks rape shit is funny and, and fun stuff. I was like, dude, the, the context we're talking about, it's obviously sarcasm, but now we're I have to take actually you out say of context. No, no, you guys aren't, but it's believe just, it or not, there when would I was be younger, I never cringed at it. That's mm-hmm. my point. Yeah. And it made me cringe. That's, um, but you know, I'm not a, uh, nobody's a mind reader. I thought that was the, the funny part of it. That it, that it was so cringy. It's like, it's like watching a train wreck as far as I was concerned. And, you know, I had to go to school with people older than me. And I just, you know, before my own hormones kicked in, it was like watching how strangely they're behaving around, you know, the, if a girl walked into a room, like all the guys, they became, basically they became, they they begin behaving like complete idiots, <laughs> and it, it was just like more of that for me. Yeah, it's Let's say that you have to consider. I mean, as you know, like she just said, yeah, it's changing norms. We grew up in a different time, but you know, 
I agree with what Tech said too about we have to be careful about piling on other people and trying to, you know, quote unquote, cancel culture people. Um, you know, I, I think dogpiling on people and trying to cost them their jobs is very dangerous. I don't think we ought to go there. And I'm thinking like some of these books and cartoons and things like that should be kept for posterity in a library, you know, in a special room where, you know, kids are not exposed to them willy-nilly, but if they have permission, they should still be able to view them. Oh, it's part of history. That's that's for damn sure. Well, it is, but a lot of it is also, you know, racial um you know, disparities that are that are bringing attention to this now. Uh people who were who were oppressed, you know, in this country, minorities and things are finally getting a voice and speaking out. And so that's where a lot of this is coming from. And I think that people need to spend more time listening to people who, you know, were oppressed and minorities and things to, you know, get their idea on why these kinds of things are wrong and why it's problematic. But the, um, the I know that my husband's having discussions in his class right now because some of his Latino students despise us using the Latinx. They hate it. There has to be, but all this bigotry. I mean, I know, but but if they're it, Latino, let 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 him, let him finish. Sorry. There has to be there has to be a record of it somewhere. It does. I mean, if people are coming up like. You know, where's the evidence of all the shit that some people went through because of bigotry? You know, it's like, uh, if you start erasing stuff like this from, you know, making it unavailable, there's, there's, of course, yeah, I'm just, <clears throat> I'm just having a second thought that the people, you know, who would actually reason, um, and actually go looking for the stuff, um, most people, the people most affected by, by the most, the people most prone to be triggered would be the people, in my opinion, less motivated to go actually look for evidence. Um, but do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, but on the, yeah, but back to the Latinx thing is, yeah, you know, some of my students, some of my husband's students are, you know, Latino and Latina, and they don't like the, you know, Latinx label because they feel like we're trying to anglicize their language. Okay. And if you okay. had to go back and try to correct that, they're like, stop messing with our language and our heritage. You know, we're Latinos or Latinas. If you want to refer to us as a demographic, use Latino. We're fine with that. We understand what that means, but stop trying to make up names for us because you're quote unquote woke. And I feel like if people are objecting to that, you know, a, a certain demographic is, is objecting to a label we're trying to give them, then we need to listen to those people. You know, there's a certain, there's a thing. There's a thing right here that I just made a connection with, and I, I don't believe it's the alcohol that's making this one happen for me. What you were just saying about don't use what is it again? Let let Latinx. Latinx. 
Okay. Yeah, the L-A-T-I-N-X. Okay. Don't call us Latinx. We understand Latino. And that is a lot that that is a label, that is a name, that is a demographic, that is a, a designation that we are accepting of. I think that we can easily use this and connect this to the well, the way that people are finally discovering who they are and saying, look, I am not birth name. I am my gender is different from what we had always thought, what I had always thought, and I am now accepting that who I choose to be by name, by label, by designation, by my choice, is now blah. For instance, my son. Trans, changed, uh, changing name from uh, feminine to masculine, pronouns going the same way. And there are people who refuse to acknowledge the trans community. The people who are saying, look, how you've dis- how you've said I should be isn't who I am. That that hasn't held. And I am now telling you who I am and why don't you want to accept that? And actually, the definition of you know, basically what we're describing here is different. And I'm different. And I mean, but if you dig down all the way, everybody's different. Agreed. And once again, I think the attention, it shouldn't be on. Of course, the person being oppressed deserves attention because they're going through a lot of shit. But I mean, the, the focus should be on the, the bigots who are triggered by anything outside of their whatever bubble they were programmed into. And I think it's this dynamic that, uh, that, that we should, we should be concentrating on eliminating because when it comes back to cancel culture, I think in any case, no matter if your intentions are good or bad, dictating to other people, uh, what they should or shouldn't do, um, <clears throat> without allowing for conversation. I mean, um, all this, the, this should be, this should be a conversation for us. It shouldn't be a situation where, 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 um, you know, socially including or including other people. Uh, do you see what I'm saying? It should be yeah. uh, like a consensus is, um, it's a conversation involving everybody. It should be a conversation, not just a series of reactions and reactions and reactions. You know, I would love for that to be the case, but if there's one thing that we've seen here in the United States, that's not not the the case. Doesn't work that way. Yeah. I'm I'm, absolutely not saying it's the case. Yeah. No, no, no. I I, I agree with you, but I want to make sure that we kind of lay out over here. If you want to look at how things have changed socially in the United States, yeah, there are long terms of, you know, gradual change, but there are also long terms of greater and greater strain. And then suddenly you have situations like the 60s, where so much changed so quickly. And 
there was a lot of pushback from the 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 flat top haircut uh chain smoking cigar uh chomping warmongering people who just don't want to be accepting of the hippy dippy uh uh bra burning uh uh what the hell is this shit i was trying uh, uh um draft card burning that was the one i was trying to remember jesus it has been a very 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 long time since we've had those kinds of uh, uh those kinds of things going on but the the point of it being that you know you go back and and you look at the civil unrest of the 60s the civil rights um the uh women's equality uh the you know the pushback against the uh the war machine you know there's a lot of shit that happened that you know w- was at the time relatively unprecedented as far as to social change and upheaval and i kind of feel like what we had happening in the 60s with with those kinds of things is exactly the same kind of thing that's happening now but with the digital divide and again how fast this stuff can simply explode across the social consciousness i mean you want to you want some kind of ideas to just how much so who really cares about some kind of dumpy looking korean singer and then suddenly he becomes the biggest thing on youtube simply because everybody latched onto that temporarily are you talking about gangnam yeah yeah i mean who who would have guessed that that this guy with this one song would have suddenly struck a chord and suddenly millions upon millions upon tens of millions of people are suddenly yep i'm right there with you i'm gonna i'm gonna learn korean just so i can sing along with this (laughs) and it's now in the social consciousness you know and 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 the 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 other pieces too you know youtube admittedly is a wonderful platform for this the creativity that you can find is positively astounding us notwithstanding but being able to have tens of thousands of people hundreds of thousands of people at any one time waiting for you to go ahead and talk about whatever it is that you're doing to share an experience with you to listen to it's in some way not very different although it is also very different from megachurch people getting together now it's not church stuff but it is an opportunity for lots and lots of people to get together and to share an experience but the big difference now is a it's secular generally speaking and b it's the connected youth and if there's going to be social change, it's going to be coming from the youth more than anything else, because they're the ones under the hole, under the boot, being told, 
conform, conform, conform. And they're all going ahead and they're just biting at it all and going, screw you. This kind of, you know, these, uh, these movements, you know, these popularity movements, just a question to you guys before I, uh, yeah, emergency. Um, <laughs> it's okay. Do you do you feel affected by this? You know, the latest craze, the latest wave, the latest. <sighs> I don't know how. Um, I have to admit, to a certain degree, yes. I sometimes feel bad that you know we don't we don't have more people uh, paying attention to us on on our platforms but there are times where i am very happy to share in the experience with some folks um people who uh who play video games uh, especially on youtube and making money at it congratulations but you know i i got i will admit i got roped into playing um uh valheim because uh, because a couple of other folks that I know were were playing it, and I thought, you know, okay, this looks kind of cool. You know, I'll, I'll give this a try, and you know, this has had a, a huge groundswell from people who just sharing the experience and sharing the experience, not doing a hell of a lot of uh, advertising themselves. And I guess technically, I like I said, I guess technically I have been affected in that particular item. Uh, I'm sure there've been other things too, but you know. Yeah. I mean, I've been sucked into, you know, playing games myself because somebody had a let's play and, you know, was streaming it. And I was like, Oh, that looks really cool. Considering we can't uh, easily get a, an, an Atari twenty six hundred anymore off the store shelves, thank you very much. Oh, that's true. And eBay will get people want a fortune for those things. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, especially with the with the kids now, they're so media savvy and so tech savvy. And you know, if something is is out there that they find outrageous or offensive or want to shine a light on i mean they'll take to you know instagram tiktok facebook well not facebook so much anymore because that's just like the old people like us but you're right Um, these 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 mass markets that travel at the speed of light and suddenly you know they're everywhere again tens of thousands of people suddenly just know about it and it's also their same demographics who can look at it all make their own uh, make their own evaluation on it and usually come down and say, yeah, you know what? You're right. This is really sketchy. And I think other people should figure out about this too. Yeah. It's amazing how fast that goes. Yeah. I mean, just one post, one picture, you know, just one little thing out on Twitter and it can go viral everywhere. Yeah. Almost, almost uh, with within within seconds, within seconds, and that's not an exaggeration. It really isn't. I mean, for good or for ill. I mean, that's the yeah. way that it works. Yeah, and that's that's the downside. 
because it is entirely possible for there to be disinformation go out there and screw everything all to hell. We we've had that already, but yeah. but you know this this mass market it's a tool. Every tool is simply a tool. Is it a weapon? Is it defense? Is it informative? Is it destructive? It depends on what you do with it. And Lord knows, you know, when, when, when there are no, when there are no holds, you'd have to be the, you have to be the careful person for your own input. Which is probably one of the reasons why a lot of people, every once in a while, basically just say, "Hey, um, I'm uh, I'm disconnecting for uh, uh, for a couple of days because uh, that that's enough for right now." Yeah, now, I can't say so. Blame them. Tech the um, uh, I, I have I have to imagine working working the tech offices still. There is something so cathartic. I don't, I don't know. I'm hoping for you too. Where it was just, I just want to be dealing with just email at this point, because generally speaking, I can suss out just the facts that I need and send back just the information that's needed, and I don't have to deal with anybody else's additional you bullshit know, on their voice. As two technically minded people. You would think so. Unfortunately, there are those that I have to deal with who you can put instructions. Step one, click start. Yeah. Step two, click programs. Step three, click, you know, program name. And the email response will be, the instructions are too hard. I don't know what you're doing. You need to call me. You know. And then I'll call them and it's like, okay, what part of the instructions do you have uh, uh, trouble with? Well, they're too complex. I was like, okay, well, you see the start button in the lower left corner. What's the start button? The, the button you click in the lower left corner of your screen, that, that, that window button. Yeah, what about it? That's the start button. I don't need to know the technical name. Just tell me what to do. This still happens. Yeah, it does. These are people who have been using Microsoft Windows since, you know, 3.1, 95, and 95, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> 98, SE. <laughs> but uh, Microsoft doesn't really help matters by constantly changing the look of that damn button. I wish it still said, I, I still wish it looked like the old uh, Windows 95 start button. And just left it at that single icon. I wish it never changed that one thing. Because people resist change. And that is the same thing when it comes to our culture. You know, and what's acceptable in our society. We resist change. In every respect. It's no longer acceptable to chase girls when they say no. Or chase women when they say no. Well, we still want to do it. It's like, no, it's wrong. Stop but they want to do it. Okay. What you want to do and what is actually acceptable are two different things. 
they don't want to change. Uh, your video is backwards for me, so... Solaris 10. Oh, gee. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm having a little bit of fun because it's my birthday. Yeah. I'm allowed to. I still have my installed media for Solaris. Anybody that's kind of wondering to do themselves, Solaris, what the hell is that? Wait, wait, don't don't you still have an installation to this for Warp OS? Um <laughs> No. <laughs> I made the splash screen of that in my background for my computer one day and somebody walked by and went, Hey, I remember that. <laughs> I was going, oh god. Shit, I've still got my installer for Ubuntu 606.1. Uh, I have an I have an installer for Next Step version one point two, I think. Huh. Is that worth something now? I don't know, but I do have um, Mac OS ten ten point two. Sorry, X ten point two, and I've still got an actual, honest to God. For distribution with a new PC only for product support, contact second edition Windows 98. Wow. I forgot I still had this. I should try that on this computer and see how that flies. Anyway. The point that we're trying to get to, while we've still got another uh, uh, 15-ish minutes. Already? Yeah, I'm I'm trying to look at uh, at uh, getting done relatively on time tonight. We don't realize, we have not realized just how fast social change happens at this point. And I think that's part of the reason why the the term cancel culture has actually become uh, a a term because it is the pushback from the more conservative-minded folks who don't want to move along with the uh, with the social change, and it's their way of demonizing, you know, this 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 change that's that's happening at the speed of thought at this point, where we're getting called out on stuff that's uh, again, you know. You don't realize until, you know, 20, 30 years later that it's kind of rape culture-y, but you didn't isn't, realize it because you didn't know at the time in the moment. Isn't yeah. what they call the left also part of it? See, now that's that's an interesting part of this. I'm going to say a guarded yes because of... I'm, I'm going to use this expression uh, jokingly because of quantum entanglement. And I'll, let me, let me, let me tell you what I mean. When you start to talk about the left, it is really difficult to separate out what is considered, what is considered quote unquote left versus what is considered quote unquote progressive. And I think what we've got here, what has been labeled cancel culture by those that don't want to be moving along with the times, is a pushback against the progressiveness 
of the youth that's coming up. You know, the ones that are more and more becoming the religious nuns. N-O-N-E-S. Well, you know, this kind of started back in the 80s with the politically correct movement. You remember that, Shisha. And they started coming out with these books on, you know, these anti-PC books that were supposed to be funny and, and uh, you know, referring to people that were short as being vertically challenged and things like that in jest as making fun of people trying to come up with a politically correct non-offensive term for things. But then again, I worked in a bookstore back when those books were coming out and things, so maybe I was more aware of it than you were. I think you probably were. You know, it's funny because I see this serving, you know, cancel culture. I see it. I see it serving both the left and the right. You've got well, the right, what you what they call the right, but I mean, um, the older conservative, clan-minded um, who want things to remain the way they are, mm-hmm. and then. You've got the, um, you know, people who live in fear of being triggered. But in, in both cases, it's, it's fear of different, but just one's all inclusive and the other one's all exclusive. I get you. I get you. And yeah, uh, again, there, there's something to be said for that. The folks who, the folks who tend to be on the conservative side, lowercase c conservative, are the ones who really want to hold on to how things have been for whatever reason. Could be comfort, could be because they had, uh, they had power and authority and they want to hold on to that because they're afraid that they'll no longer have it, which may be a valid concern. And, you know, fine. But the pushback on stuff, you know, sometimes finding out what the push is and why it's motivated is almost as important. And sometimes the more important part is to find out what the push against is and why. You know, th- this whole thing going back with, uh, with, um, you know, the, the stuff that came out of the World War II era, where you had to demonize one way or another, whoever it was that you were fighting against, you know, that, that was easy, you know, slip in, uh, slip in, uh, very choice language. The Japs, the gooks, uh, the yellow skins, uh, the, the, slant eyes uh the the giant the giant smiley teeth you know it, it is easy enough to to make a caricature out of the people that you want to fight against to make them less human i mean so yeah, we saw that in a lot of propaganda back then yeah yeah, yeah. i mean one of the few times that I can remember where something like that uh, propaganda was not done 
in that particular instance was the battle expression, remember the mean. There was, there was no degrading of other humans in order to make them, you know, more palatable to kill. It was just, you know, we're going out there for revenge because they hit us first. It's, it's, it's now self-defense. Okay. It was built that way. Was it actually that way? Jerry's still kind of out on that one after all this time, but still, you know, and then you come to, you know, World War. You know, I don't remember if World War One actually had any racist propaganda at the time. There might have been, but I don't recall. But absolutely World War Two. And that's kind of what we came up through. Which means the baby boomers are the ones who grew up as the as the recipients of the world that those stereotypes helped to build up. So for them to be the ones that are pushing back against the change, I hate to say it, makes perfect sense. It's not right, but it makes sense that they would be the ones to want to hold on to it. Because they don't, uh, they don't, I, 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 th- I should not generalize. However, I kind of wonder if there are a lot of these folks who actually think that it is a zero-sum game when all is said and done. People, For a lot of them, they do. Yeah. Yeah, and that, and that's that's really sad. There's not enough pie for everybody to go around. Bullshit. We've got plenty of pie. Just because you don't have as big a slice proportionally does not mean that you don't have a slice of said pie. Let some people actually have some pie for crying out loud. And the worst part is, is the ones who use the fear. Uh, there are ones out there who will they'll take a much larger chunk of the pie, right? And they have. And and they have, and they will, and they'll continue to do so. And then they'll grab as much as they can, and then they'll plant the little bit left, and they'll go, oh, you better be careful. Such and such group is going to take away your piece, you know? Or, um, and, and it might be, uh, depending on who you're trying to scare, it might be, oh, you better be careful, otherwise the illegal immigrants are going to take away your slice of the pie over there. Or the government's going to take away your slice of the pie over there. Or so on and so on and so on. Meanwhile, these people have, you know, uh, in some cases they'll figure out how to get around the financial laws so that the tax isn't the the tax cut of the slice that goes to the government isn't taken out of all the stuff they grabbed up. It's actually taken out of yours. And then they yell at you and say, Hey, look, you got to vote for this, that, and the other thing and get in touch because they're going to raise your taxes. And the government was actually going to re undo that so that, you know, the slice was proportionate to who had what amount, but because we're not paying attention or because we're only listening to fear, were being manipulated. Well, the guys and, up top, uh, as soon as they get theirs, uh, they'd rather that, you know, we'd fight amongst ourselves. Distracts from them. 
Yeah. To go along with that also, by the way, Stephanie had put in here, uh, both sides claim the other side eat babies, for instance. Yeah. You know, I mean, there, there is, there is plenty of, uh, there, there's plenty of guilt and blame, I should say, to go around for who's gone ahead and said the wrong thing. I, I think it's very hard to argue, however, that one side has used the whole baby eating scenario more than one other side. Just saying here, you know. Is there plenty of guilt to go around? Sure. Yeah. But I mean, let's face it. The vast majority of people who qualify under the left in the United States, the, the progressives, no, the, the left, the left, that that's more accurate, are the ones who have been more often than not accused of exactly that. Falsely, I might add. But, um, you know, it so many times who can manipulate the FUD factor better? I try very hard not to use a FUD at all. I really, really try not to do that. And I, if, if ever I do, I want to be called out on it because I do not want to do that because to me, that is as, that is as dishonest as it gets. Anyway. Well, I hope I have never done that to anybody as far as like me freaking out over, you know, uh, right wing theocrats taking over the government here. But, you know, it, it legitimately scares me and I don't try to scare other people with it. But I think that we have seen over time that this is an issue. I think that's fair. And maybe it scares me more than it should, but I don't think, I mean, I, I feel like my fears are valid. Yeah. Yeah, I would, uh, I would tend to agree with you. I very much tend to agree with you. Uh, we're getting, we're getting closer to the top of the hour and, um, I want to see about uh, I want to see about wrapping this up uh, relatively quickly because I like I said I've had a I've had a I've had an otherwise kind of busy draining couple of days and it it's honestly got nothing to do with the wine. Wine's actually been pretty good. Not as good as the stuff I normally drink, but you know, I'm biased. Probably better than beer. Most of the beers that I've had, yeah. <laughs> and by most I mean most. We'll deal, we'll deal from there. Yeah. If, if anybody is upset about the episode this evening, yeah, just, uh, you know. Good. Throw all your hate at me. <laughs> no, no, no. No. Um, you know, maybe maybe this is a good thing uh, to, to end off with. Um, if people have gotten to the end of this all, and have gotten upset with any of us for any reason. We want to know what it is that we did or said that got you upset, why it's done it, so that we can understand what your point is. 
part of the reason why I wanted this show the way that it is, and I've said it before, is because we all come from different perspectives. Each and every one of us. Yeah, we share a lot of commonality as far as to what we want and what we want to see have happen and how we want to you know, explain ourselves and wanting to understand whatever the topic is going to be. But we've all got a different point of view from it all. And if you've been upset, we want to know why, because your perspective can very easily end up changing how we understand our own perspectives. And that's one really important way of changing minds. If I can add one thing to that. Oh, absolutely. Go right ahead. Cause I, I this, this is where we're going to wrap it together. So yeah, go ahead. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm done well, there. Also, um, you know, even before asking that question, um, I think it's useful to ask yourself, uh, why, it bothers you. And should it bother you? Uh, you and hold, hold, hold on a second. I don't know that, I don't know that, um, asking should it bother somebody is a good place to go from. Because if somebody feels bad, and by bad, I mean unhappy, in some way, shape, or form. That's the thing, basically, is, well, it comes down to words. And, um, you know, um, normally if it's just words, uh, normally shouldn't, to, to anybody rational anyways, it shouldn't affect them because, you know, you, all of us have heard for example, racist things from time to time, but are we, how are we affected by that? I mean, just, you know, it's a reflection on the person um, saying the words. We're not directly affected. Do you see what I'm saying? We are directly, uh, in, in some ways we, we are, because when we hear hurtful things, no, okay. what I'm saying is that we're, we don't risk becoming racist because we hear racist things. Oh, I see what you're saying. It's it's not about what you what comes into your ears. It's about what comes out of your mouth. In, oh, yeah, or in your mind or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, w I would actually argue that with as far as your thoughts go, your actions speak even louder than what you're thinking. Because yeah. I have had but unpleasant thoughts. I have had unpleasant thoughts in the past and I've never, and I chose not to act upon them because I knew they were wrong, even though I had them. And for some people are like, well, you know, if you had disturbing thoughts, that makes you a bad person. It was like, no, no, it, it, it just means I'm human and that I am prone to the same problems and the same issues as anybody else. But there are those out there who are like, well, if you're not thinking this way, then you're wrong. It's like, okay, yeah. I might have a wrong thought, but if I didn't act on it, why are you trying to punish me for it? Exactly. Yeah.
Bridget, do you want to you want to drop in on that while we still got a couple of seconds left? Well, I think what Joseph may have been trying to get at is if you hear something, you're responsible for your own reaction to it. And, you know, I think a lot of people are very quick to react to things without thinking through why they're reacting the way that they're reacting. And sometimes it's good to just sit and, you know, sit with it and think it through. Why did I do what I just did? I mean, it's the best possible question anybody can ask themselves before um, reacting to anything. It's it's. You know, this kind of thing, it, it requires self-examination. I mean, it's a responsibility as well. Because before you're going to ask other people to um, change their ways, at least examine your own first. Yeah. yeah at the same time, if someone says that this thing here is problematic, then I think that we need to be willing to listen to why they think it's problematic. Oh, and, yeah, for sure. and think about it. But the next question is, what should we do about it? Um, yeah, and then that's when that becomes something else. Yeah, but that's the that's the next bridge over. Yeah. Let me end... Uh, I'm sorry, before... Did, did we leave anything... Uh, do we leave anything else out that uh, that really should be out there really quick? Or are you guys good? Good. I, I can drop one thing, just something to think about. Sure. Uh, you know, with all the, uh, the, the gender attribution and all that, but <clears throat> from already men, the role of men and women, it's already a role. So whether you want to identify as one or another, um, you know, it's completely up to do, do what you want. Like, as far as I'm concerned, anybody can do anything they want. Um, you know, as long as it, it does no harm to others. And I mean, that's basically the essential point, but already the, the man and woman is, it's a concept. It's a, it's an already established concept. So, yeah, just consider that. If there was a gender neutral term, especially in French, um, if I could, if there was a gender neutral term, I could call myself that's, uh, inclusive to like everyone, absolutely everyone. I'd, I'd, ex- I'd, I'd accept that in, I'd adopt it in a heartbeat. Yeah, but there's not really one right now, and that's that goes for several languages. Yeah, if and you're that speaking be the point of discussion. Yeah, I mean, you know that that goes back to the whole Latinx thing. If we're trying to think of something inclusive, you can't expect everyone in the world, you know, millions and millions and millions of people who you know speak Spanish or French or Italian or Arabic or Pashto whatever to change their you know nouns and make them gender neutral just to make us happy but that's how change happens anyways but it the, does the, 
the entire in it, like like it was said earlier. I think it was no, it was you. Uh, it was, no, it was it was Shujin who said the the change is gradual. It's always gradual, but the first step to that is starting the conversation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the same time, we have the quote unquote woke people trying to force that change on. You yeah, know, my, everyone on everyone in the world to change their languages just to make us feel better. Yeah, but that's not going to happen. And you know, already being part of the discussion is already something, and we can't expect things to change within our lifetime or whatever. But at least uh, you know we can we can pass knowing that we did something to to make things better for everyone. That would be I'd be good. happy with that anyways. Yeah, that would be good. You know, I I thought I had something else that I was going to add, and uh, considering the time, I'm just going to bypass that entirely. So, we'll just Sorry. leave. No, no, it's, it's, it, 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 there's no problem with that. It's just a matter of that, you know, I don't think that what would be coming out of my mouth is really that, uh, that helpful at the moment. So, We'll just go ahead and close it there. Thank you very much for being with us, everybody. As always, we hope that you found something worthwhile in all of our perspectives and uh, got something to think about for yourself for the week ahead. As always, over in the live chat, Felis, it's good to have you over there. Yeah, I I finished my my one cup, and um, again, not as good as the wine I normally have, but you know what? That's okay. Still, still pretty good wine. Thank you, uh, Stephanie. Also, thank you very much. I uh, hope that you're staying safe, you know, and healthy out over there. And, um, you know, as always, thanks for being with us. Joseph, you have yourself a, a good morning, good, uh, hopefully, good safe week for you. Yeah, you too, sir. Um, yeah, there was uh, an announcement. Uh, well, the government has basically announced that... Uh, they're not announcing anything. So, you know, business as usual. So, wait, what? Yeah. Sorry? Since so, so wait, what? Does that mean that you're still on lockdown? You're not on lockdown? What's going on? Oh, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I last week I said that oh, maybe it was off the show, but uh I said that they were they were going to announce possibly a lockdown. And um they're not doing one. Even though you know, hospital capacity is, uh, yeah, it's nearing a critical point, but yeah. uh, whatever. So, you know, business Uber Alice. So yeah, have to go into work every day. Well, good luck and uh, stay safe as always. Yeah. You too, sir. Tech, you take good care of yourself. Stay safe and, um, and enjoy not having the uh, uh, the snowfall that I had. I actually wish I had it. I um, going outside <laughs> shoveling s- snow. I mean, uh, besides being for some people good exercise, for me it was always um, yeah, sure. There's heavy work involved, but it was always something I enjoyed. I like being out in the cold, brisk air. I uh, my sinuses open up. Um, it's easy for me to breathe. I like the feel of the cold. Uh, you know, some you know some people are like, oh well, you know, I love warm days. I can put on shorts and a t-shirt. It's like, I'll tell you what, 
you, you go over there and you have your nice warm days. I'm going to go sit in a pile of snow, making little tiny snowmen. And I'm going to be very, very happy in the cold. Well, I, I, I do have some mixed Russian genetics, you know, Polish as well. So, you know, I do like the cold. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. In any case, <laughs> you have yourself a good week. Yeah, you do the same. Bridget, ditto. You stay safe, stay warm, and uh, as always, thank you very much for being able to make it. Well, thank you for having me. Anything that uh, anything that you want to plug this week? I don't have anything to plug. Um, Anyone you want to plug this week? No, I'm just going to tell the entire GOP to go fuck themselves. And little Miss Cinema pissed me off with her little thumbs down, you know, Sailor Moon curtsy little gesture. Just fuck her too, even though she's not GOP. Yeah, was that uh, kind of reminiscent of um, uh, a past representative from uh, Arizona, I believe is who it was? Doing a thumbs down once upon a time ago? It was supposed to be, but he did it for a good reason. Exactly. Anybody who doesn't know what we're, uh, what we're referring to, you can you can look it up later. Maybe we'll explain. Probably not. We'll, we'll give you homework to do. But otherwise, thank you, on you. You have yourself a good week, huh? You too. As always, everyone, please have yourselves a good, safe week. We'll be looking forward to talking to you again next week. If you'd like to get the audio version of the show or to check out any of our contact information, take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. You can get all of the information over there. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, mess- a voicemail message, I need to slow down. The phone number, of course, is 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. Please stay safe. We know that, um, uh, especially for the folks in the southern part of the U.S., this is going to become very problematic in very, very short order. Please stay safe to the best of your ability especially those of you in uh, Texas. We're going to be not looking forward to that. So in the meantime, as always, you all take good care of yourselves. We'll see you next time. Until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, I wish you all the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. My lady, 15 and a half years on, I am still in love. Matinee Fujin. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. So until the next time we get together, everyone, as always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment at the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter pages. Theme music is Twisted by Kevin McLeod, available at incompetech.com. And on behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening.